Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at the trailer for White House Down. Hey, can I show you something? These are White House passes. Your dad here has a job interview with the Secret Service. No way. It's <laughs> really cool. John Kale. Why do you want to be in the Secret Service? I can't think of a more important job than protecting the president. In college, you barely maintained a C average. <laughs> You're not to look at Agent Todd. <laughs> Special Agent Todd keeps making those sounds. I'm gonna start looking at him. Did you get the job? Yeah, I think I got a shot. You know how it is. They gotta go talk amongst themselves. If you are just tuning in, we are going to breaking news out of Washington. This is John Cale. I'm in the White House. They've taken the building and they're holding hostages, including my daughter. Alpha One, do you have the target? Roger that. We're holding the president in the library. That's a library. Uh, don't go in there. Just. Oh, this is so stupid. You mean Mr. President? Run, 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 run. Let's just call SEAL Team 6 and they come in here to get us. We have a scramble sat phone in the residence. Great, where's that at? Of course it is. By the way, John Cale. James Sawyer. Help is not coming. You just need to get out of there. My little girl is counting on me right now, and I'm not gonna disappear on her. Explosive used at the Capitol was a diversion. It's gotta be a bigger play. Like what? There's only one way to find out. We gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go! I know you're into peace and all that, but you gotta stick that thing out there and go to work. Damn right. I lost the rocket launcher. You lost? How do you I lose lost. a rocket launcher? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Eric Davis from Fandango.com, and tonight's guest, Roland Emmerich. Thank you so much for coming tonight and, and braving the heat and, and coming out here. Uh, we know it's summer outside, and we know it's summer if I'm sitting next to this guy. He's uh, made a ton of awesome movies over the years. And I'm going to preface my first question with a little story, if I can. The year is 1996. I'm a teenage-obsessed movie, obsessed with movies, teenager in high school. And the only way you can watch trailers uh, back then, you couldn't go to Apple and just like download every trailer every minute of your day. Uh, you had like your Super Bowl commercial and that was it. And then you're just like, ah, you know, you're holding, you know, waiting for months for the movie to come out. And that was Independence Day for me. I saw this trailer, I think it was around the Super Bowl, they, they premiered their first trailer and it just blew my mind. And my friends and I were just freaked for it. So opening day, we're on the line, we're waiting and we're waiting and we sat in the fourth row like for two hours, our mouths were open while the movie just injected awesome into us for 
two and a half hours. And I just watched it over this weekend, and it's, it's on TV so you can see it. Um, and when I walked out of there, I high-fived my friends, and I felt good for the rest of the summer. And I said to myself, this is the perfect summer movie because it has everything. Uh, and when I left White House down, I had this same sort of feeling uh, of just, I just had a great time at the movies. Uh, and so I tell this story because I feel like, like Independence Day, White House Down has it all. It has action, it has humor, it has heart, it has drama, it has good bad guys, great good guys, and an awesome cast. To you, what's the most important ingredient in that recipe for you to get right? It's always a little bit, you know, uh, that you, you have to be lucky, you know, because it's not only uh, that there's a lot of luck involved. Um, and in White, House, in White House Down, it was just one of these lucky moments. We just got all the actors we wanted. We had a, a fantastic script. And then I had, like, these actors sometimes also like improvising because nobody does that anymore uh, in these studio pictures. Uh, on my sets, there's always a very loose atmosphere because you only get laughs when you like kind of try out a little bit and when you let your actors, you know, go and, and then say, okay, let's do one totally free. You know, let's just say whatever you want. And uh, when you have actors like Jamie Foxx or Channing Tatum or James Woods, you have just like uh, incredible, you know, talent there who is like able to do that. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a, a better duo at the movies this summer than Jamie Foxx and Channing Tatum. Just watching these guys, you want to watch them forever in this film. Uh, how did they get involved and, and uh, did you ask for them? Because I know Channing Tatum, everybody asked for Well, him. you know, I mean, uh, Channing Tatum did uh, two movies for, for Sony, The Wow and... Uh, and uh, 21st Jump Street, and they were both very successful. So he was very high on their list. And, uh, uh, and I said, like, uh, well, you know, um, I would like to meet the guy. And uh, they said, okay, no problem, but you have to be fast because he's going, like, in the, up the Amazon with his whole friends, right? And so I, <laughs> I, I went, uh, you know, next uh, flight to New York, and I met him. And it was just like one of these meetings where you immediately click... Uh, He's the, um, the coolest guy, he is humble, he is uh, smart, and uh, we talked about the movie, and, uh, and he had a couple of uh, reservations, and I said, uh, well, you know, they're my reservations too, we have to make this script just better, and uh, you can trust me, uh, when this script will not be like that, I will, you know, drop out again, I mean, I will, I'm pretty straight with actors, because you have to, you have to, and, and he just you know, felt cool about it. And when I came out of this meeting, I called the Sony people and say, you know, guys, you know, I mean, uh, we have a problem because this guy is perfect for this. And when he's not doing it, I'm really at a loss because I looked at my list of other actors and they were all good actors, but they had not what he had. You know, he has just this kind of normality about him. And uh, at the same time, he's extremely likable. And... Uh, and it was cool. And, uh, and luckily, he said yes. And uh, J Jamie Foxx, I just always wanted to work with. Uh, I saw him in so many things, you know, from, you know, Ray to, to um, you know, like kind of musical numbers, like, you know, the, you know, these musicals he does. I mean, it's just amazing, this guy. And um, I also, like, kind of tend to, uh, to like to work with actors who um, have comedic talent. 
uh, I always was drawn to them. Like, look at Independence Day. I mean, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith, they're really funny, oh, yeah. even in real life. <laughs> and uh, so uh, this just like kind of uh, was, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I um, met Jamie. He was still uh, in his slave outfit. <laughs> And I was like, so, okay, we have to work on the outfit. We have to be the president now. <laughs> but he actually really liked that. So he said, oh my God, I can play um, a slave and the president the same year. Speaking of the chemistry that Jamie Foxx and Channing Tatum have on screen, I think we have a clip, one of a three. Uh, you can play the first one now. <laughs> So one of the one of the questions I had when I left White House down is you, you're all over the White House in this. Uh, how true to real life is it? Did, do you have like a, a, the plans of the White House and did you build your, your, your set based on that? Or were you like, we need a bathroom here, so we're just going to put a bathroom there? Well, um, the first thing what we did, we asked for a shooting permit and they didn't give it to us. So... They like, didn't let uh, you film this at the White House? No, yeah, well, they, I don't know. They, they didn't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> so um, uh, what our idea was, you know, we said, like, the whole movie is about the White House. The White House is some sort of uh, a character in the film. So we, like, kind of, you know, wanted to make it as accurate as possible from inside and from the out. And uh, only a couple of things um, we didn't know we had to come up with this, all the secret rooms, Air Command Center, Piog, all that stuff, uh, because nobody knows how it looks. And uh, a couple of sets, like this set you just saw, was the kitchen. Uh, the kitchen of the First Lady is way too small for an action movie, so we enlarged it a little bit. Uh, but otherwise, ev everything is exactly like how it is. Same with those secret tunnels as well. And uh, we built nearly 60% uh, of the interior of the White House. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, I feel like uh, compared, a lot of your movies, you have these giant landscapes to work with, cities, in some cases the entire world you're destroying. Uh, here, it's, it's just, it's almost like a home invasion thriller in a way, White House Down. Um, how did you have to adjust your filmmaking style to a little bit of a smaller scale? There's a lot of intimate action in this versus sort of grand. Yeah, well, that's why I also wanted to do it. It was just like a different kind of movie. I had never done a movie like that. And uh, the only action movie, straight action movie I have uh, done was in the, uh, Universal Soldier. And it had slight uh, science fiction elements. And this was like kind of the classical, you know, hostage drama action movie. And, uh, and what I learned is, uh, you know, when I then analyzed it, uh, it takes place over three, 
four hours, which is on top of it very difficult. So uh, the, the timeline and that just always have to know where everybody is because it's a cat and mouse game because there's, there's like kind of two men have to survive in this house, uh, which is full of terrorists. Uh, as you have to really, really know where everybody is. And, and uh, there was constant discussions about that. There were constant plans out, you know, already in the script phase where I said, we cannot do that because they have to go from here to there. Uh, they're like all these other guys. We cannot lie there. And so we had to invent a lot of things, you know, to make that work, you know. And I'm actually really quite proud how smooth it all goes. Now, you're someone who has uh, wrecked the White House on multiple occasions now. Uh, how, what's your relationship like with them? Are they, are they, do they have your picture out and they're like, don't let this dude near the house or are they, are they cool with you? I actually was like surprised they don't have a photograph of me there because they're saying a man who destroyed the White House the most. I mean, I, I think I deserve that. Uh, yeah, you know? I, I think, yeah. Not that I have American passport, come on. Uh, no, it's like just for me. You know what? It was a it was a coincidence. Um, uh, I uh, as a as a as a thirteen and a half year old, I stood in front of the White House because I was visiting with my um, American host family. You know, I was there for a summer vacation. You know, the you know Washington stand in front of the White House, and it was really impressive for me. Uh, and when I when we were riding Independence Day. You know, like we had to choose always like one building in every city where the beam comes down. And uh, Dean said, well, you know, the, 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 the capitalist uh, seat of the government. And I said, Dean, I, I don't know, but I, I like the White House better. <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, and Dean like kind of said, you cannot destroy the White House. I said, we're like destroy a whole America. I mean, come on. And, uh, and I talked him into it. And uh, that became then the signature shot uh, of the film. You know, when the film came out of a video, they left New York out and put the White House there. And it was also like an interesting when we cut the first teaser. And I'm always trying to work on uh, teasers myself because I think filmmakers have a very good sense what the movie's really about. And, uh, and I kind of ran the, the concept by them. Uh, again, the, the Fox people said, you cannot blow up the White House. I said, it's in a movie, so, you know. And then, like, uh, secretly, I pulled up that shot, you know, because it was about shooting, uh, what to shoot first, and, um, and we did it. And then uh, I cut it, and when they tested it, it was like the highest testing thing they ever had. Well, the, the uh, exterior of the White House gets damaged in Independence Day. In, in White House Down, it's the interior of the White House that gets uh, a little bit rough around the edges. Let's take a, no a look at another clip. Look, we gotta punch a hole in this fence soon or we're dead in the water. Weapons lock. I said there was a weapons lock in the back. Jackpot! What you got? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Take that thing, it's in your right hand. That's a blast shield. Perfect. Get me to the fist, Tail! I know you're into peace and all that. You gotta stick that thing out there and go to work. Damn right. Hold it with two hands, President. Here it comes! I lost a rocket launcher. You lost? How do you lose a rocket launcher? 
seriously, if, if you don't go to see this film just on, on the fact that Jamie Foxx is the president and he sticks his head out of the window with a rocket launcher on the front lawn of the White House, I, don't, I don't really don't know. You don't like summer movies. Um, speaking of summer movies, you know, you're someone who's been in, in the event movie for a long time. Um, and how have you seen it evolve, I, I guess, let's say since Independence Day, how has, has the tempo movie, the event movie, the summer movie evolved, um, not just technologically, but uh, do the audience expect more from, from these movies now than they did maybe back in 1996? Um, yeah, it has changed. Uh, it has evolved. Uh, I think, um, and the interesting thing is, uh, I, I saw a couple of films lately where I said, uh, you know, they always call me the master of disaster. Uh, when you have seen uh, Superman, you know, um, they do nothing else. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, when you see uh, the, you know, Iron Man 3, uh, you know, I think what really happened was that every summer movie now tries to do destruction. Uh, I don't know why that is, you know. Um, uh, because for me, this sometimes, you know, it's like a, a, another uh, kind of uh, strange concept is in Avengers, alien invasion, uh, you know, in, uh, in all these like superhero movies, they use now alien invasions. I think what happens is they, they try to pack everything in these movies, you know, because probably uh, a superhero alone is not enough. And you know that's a that's a it's a little bit another thing is I think you know and maybe that's the audience I don't know really but uh, uh, how many um, you know of these movies you know with superheroes do you want to see and 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 it seems like they're getting more and more successful and uh, nobody does really original programming anymore uh, I pride myself that you know, uh, that I'm like creating original programming. Independence Day was original, Day After Tomorrow was original, I mean, 2012 was original, uh, White House Down is original, uh, in a way, so, so um, you know, and I'm a little bit upset, you know, that Hollywood is only like uh, making movies with two, three, or four, or five, or six behind it. Uh, I mean, I'm not against it, but uh, I think we, doing too much of these films. And, and I'm always like kind of then, uh, amazed uh, uh, or like really happy when something like World War C performs well, you know, because it's original. Uh, if you could go back into your filmography and just yank any film and make it again today with today's technology, which one do you think it would be? Uh, it's, it's quite interesting. Uh, I'm like kind of uh, now, you know, uh, thinking a lot about, you know, my earlier movies. And it's actually uh, Stargate and uh, Independence Day, which I think could greatly, um, you know, uh, profit from the new technology we have. It's just like, uh, I mean, when I, I remember when I did Stargate and when I did Independence Day, I was always like limited. We had to do everything with models, you know. It was super complicated, super time consuming. So that's why I actually want to reboot Stargate and, uh, and do a sequel to Independence Day because it's just, uh, because I think there's really something, you know, um, you know uh, for the audience new to create visually. Uh, I think we have one more clip to show. So what's it like being president? It's not like anything. Once you get in the office, it's all about re-election and what the other side can use against you. Politics. 
Don't start out a politician. You become one. Just once, though. I want to do something that's presidential. Something along the lines of Lincoln and Washington and Jefferson. You want to make history? Uh, not history. I want to make a difference. If your little daughter says that I'm her hero, then I got to earn that. So we, we, we just saw uh, Jamie Foxx's The President speaking, uh, and, and it also uh, signals one thing I really like about this movie is that it is emotional, and there's a lot of heart in it, and there's a lot of really great character moments aside from rocket launchers on the front lawn of the White House. Um, has President Obama seen this movie? Does he want to see it? Uh, I don't know. It's like, uh, it was like much easier for Clinton to see Independence Day because it was aliens. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, that's, that, that movie hits very close to home. Uh, it's, a, it's about an African-American president who is under pressure. Uh, it's very much influenced probably by Obama. Um, I don't think that uh, Jamie plays Obama, but he, he knows him very well. And, you know, and we all were rooting for Obama. This was before his re-election. So, um, I, you know, I'm, I, I wouldn't mind, but uh, I, I don't really expect it. You know, speaking of influences, I want to go back with you now. Do you have a first, you know, a lot of your movies are about seeing them on the big screen. Uh, I think that's the best way to watch, especially White House Down and, and some of the other ones. What was the first movie you saw on the big screen? Do you remember? Um. It's, it's, really, it's really tough, you know, because I, I, I don't know what the first movie I saw on a big screen. I probably forgot. Um, the first movie I consciously saw, I consciously saw where I said, wait a moment, this is not only a movie. I want to do that too, you know, or I had an inkling that this was a movie which was seminal for me. I was... Uh, it was like a year before I saw the White House. I was also, I was 12 and a half and also in America uh, with uh, this family. Um, I visited twice, two summers in a row. And they took me to a drive-in and we saw Planet, you know, uh, Planet of the Apes. I saw it in a drive-in and I couldn't believe it. I was like, first of all, that like you can drive on a parking lot, have this like kind of little, you know, uh, like loudspeaker in there, it was terrible sound, by the way. And then they come, and you can get food and stuff, and and uh, and there's a movie in front of you, and uh, and I, I got really addicted to film. I think at that moment, because it was a total wild story. It was a great concept. Uh, it had like iconic images. I mean, maybe my obsession with Statue of Liberty comes from there, and uh, and. It was interesting. I wondered uh, pretty much every time this family asked me, so what do you want to do tonight? And I said, like, can we go back to this film? <laughs> so I saw it like three or four times. <laughs> you know, always somebody else had to uh, go with me. You know, um, <clears throat> had, did, had, have you seen the, uh, the remakes of the White House Down? The, uh, Planet of the I mean, Oops? actually, one of our actors, you know, uh, Jason Clark, got hired to uh, do the Charlton Heston part in the reboot. Now, I don't know if uh, Planet of the Apes was that one, but uh, was there a film that made you want to do the, the, the big event movies? Was there one that just said after you saw it, you were like, I have to do it? I think it was more in film school, um, you know, where I like realized, you know, what I really wanted. Because when I went to film school, uh, which was very exclusive, uh, they only like took the, 
uh, 12 people uh, or students a year, um, you know, to, to study film. Um, you know, it was a very exclusive club. And so I had 11 colleagues, you know, and they all wanted to become the next Fassbinder or the next Wim Wenders. And I realized all of a sudden I, I cannot, um, you know, relate to these films. And, you know, and I kind of spoke up and, and I had the first, you know, uh, moments where I realized there's a huge divide at that time at least was, you know, uh, in Germany, you know, when you wanted to make commercial films, God forbid, you know, films like Star Wars or Close Encounters or Poltergeist or E.T., they were, they couldn't understand that, that somebody wanted to do that and I wanted to do that. So I, I felt really like an outsider in, in Germany. I did four movies there. Um, uh, three of them already in English language because I had to finance them through America. And so, so I was like, you know, and there I realized, you know, wow, I, I want to kind of make these kind of movies, you know. And I made them for a smaller budget in Germany until there was no, you know, I hit a wall. And then luckily I got a call from uh, America to come and direct the movie here. Um, luckily, because I was like at the end, you know, of my rope, you know, there. And that's when it like really hit me. Yes, you want to make big movies, you know. I, you know, I couldn't make them yet in Germany, but I had always this plan, yes, I want to do one day, something like that. Uh, we're going to open it up to the audience uh, for questions. Hey, how you doing? Oh, first and foremost, I saw this two weeks ago, and I got to say, you did a beautiful job. Thank you. Now, I have a question. Independence Day, I was 16, it was the year 96, and I will never forget when I saw a July 4th weekend, that movie blew me away. I saw that movie like four times. People look at me like, you paid that money to see that four times? I was like, hell yeah. Now, my question is, Independence Day 2, what took so long? Um, maybe because the movie was, uh, first of all, I was always against sequels. And I always was uh, very outspoken about it. Secondly, uh, maybe around 10 years ago, you know, when, when it got a little bit like long already that, uh, uh, you know, we didn't do a sequel. Um, and trust me, they constantly asked us. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, it was just this moment when uh, Kanadine and I said, okay, let's write a script. Let's come up with something. And we came up with something. And when we looked at our own script, uh, we said, no way, we cannot do that. It's not good enough. And we gave our money back. I think it's the first time in the history of Fox where they got like money back for a script. So after, uh, you know, um, a time, you know, I, I realized all of a sudden, and it was actually when I shot 2012, I said, oh my God, there's a whole new level of visual effects. Now the first time you can really create destruction digitally. Because before it had always to be models, but now you can create it digitally. We did this huge air, uh, air, um, air earthquake uh, a sequence in LA, and it was all digital. And I kind of said to myself, wow, I think now I want to revisit the idea to do an Independence Day sequel. But because when I did the first one, I was constantly limited what I could do. And, you know, and it was like a time where you could do nothing with water or anything. So now you can do something so incredible, I think, that the people will 
watch it again. But still, you have to come up naturally with the characters and everything. So um, we like now decided to do uh, a mix, you know, half the old characters and half new characters. Well, a very interesting experiment. Hey, Mr. Emmerich, how you doing? Um, my name's Tim Austin. I just graduated from college, and I'm working in broadcast production, but I want to get into film. I was hoping you could talk a little bit about your relationship with Reed Carolyn or any of the other producers and bring this vision to life. Well, uh, Reed, you know, I just met on this film. He's like a super, super guy. I mean, uh, it's like so great that Channing Tatum has a partner like that because I have always, you know, had partners like that too who really like, you know, were looking out for me and are creative and a real, you know. Uh, we, I brought my partner in. Uh, I could bring my partner in, uh, um, Harald Klose, and then we teamed up with... Uh, uh, Jamie Vanderbilt and uh, Bra Brad Fisher and, and, and later their, their partner. And it was like, you know, we were quite a big group, you know. It was, uh, and it's the first time I didn't took um, a producer's, uh, producer credit because there were already so many. And I said, well, I mean, I'm a gun for hire. <laughs> you know, I always like say, I'm only the gun for hire. <laughs> you know, because normally I always like uh, write and, and produce my movies. And, uh, but it, it, was, um, it was a cool group of people. And, and especially Jamie Vanderbilt is really credit, has to be credit that this film even exists because he just one day had this idea and sat down and wrote it on spec, which is very rare these days that writers you know, do that. And I always was uh, the most successful when I did that too. I had the idea to Independence Day. I didn't go to a studio and pitched it, no. I. I sat down with Dean Devlin at that time and wrote it, and then we, you know, auctioned it out. This uh, every studio wanted to have it, so we got really lucky. And the same thing I did with Day After Tomorrow, and I did it again with 2012. So you have to look at the White House Pond, uh, uh, House um, Down poster. There's three movies. They were all not developed by a studio, which is like something which I tell to every young person just sit down and write something or find somebody who can write something find a young director and you know just do something you just just not sit around and discuss and kind of wonder endlessly will this work or not work just do it and then see what happens hi after you get your script and you read over it what is your process of shot design um I like read the scripts again and again and again, and then slowly something like a movie forms in my head. And then I'm just uh, instinctively, you know, I sit with um, a storyboarder and explain to him how I see the scene. And that's most of the time not, I have sometimes very exact ideas of shots, and sometimes it's only like how I want to shoot it. Um, and. Uh, and that's like for, I only do this for action scenes and for visual effects scenes. And then what we do is uh, these days we have like, uh, we have um, something called previs, previsualization. And that got really, really good in the, in, uh, you know, um, in the last years. And it has to be so good because these shots, most of the time, you know, we finish them so late. 
So when you test a movie, uh, when you go to a test of these big movies, what you most of the time see is uh, very little finished films, uh, finished shots, but like kind of a lot of these previous shots, which tell the story and pretty much are uh, how the shot later will look only better. And so, but it's most of the time I shoot an inner movie. It's, uh, that's why it's, it's great, you know, um, because I don't have to think that much anymore when I'm actually shooting. Hi, how you doing? Um, I heard that you're going to be working on uh, a TV version of Lawrence of Arabia. Could you talk about the, how you're going to tackle uh, Bas Life of T. Lawrence? Uh, just curious on that. Okay. Um, uh, Lawrence of Arabia is my favorite movie. Um, and I was approached by an old friend of mine who uh, had the idea to make it as a miniseries. And I first said, like, that's impossible. And then I realized uh, over the last two, three years that TV has totally changed. That you can do really, really great stuff. And, um, and, I, um, and we went you know, to two or three uh, you know, television produ uh, production companies. And I said, I don't want to do this for networks. I wanted to do this for... Uh, and, and I realized that now there are a lot of companies out there who just finance very, very big... Uh, you know, a miniseries, and there can be six, there can be four hours, six hours, eight hours, it doesn't really matter. And then there is a huge market all over the world, you know, for these things. And what we want to do is we want to show everything about Lawrence of Arabia. Because what David Lean and Robert Bolt, the screenwriter, did, that took one episode, you know, one episode of his life. And there is so much more about this man you know, uh, you know, to tell. I just have a very brief question. Um, is Will Smith coming back in, in, in ID4? Is he coming back in Independence Day too? Well, um, probably not. Um, uh, he got in the meantime very expensive. <laughs> uh, he's also like a, a really true star now. And when he, uh, when he shot the first Independence Day, he wasn't. And I think he would like just also change a little bit the balance. But I hope that he will do a little cameo or something, uh, you know, to, you know, pass the torch. But uh, I don't want to rely on that. Uh, I will offer it to him um, when the time is right. And then he can say yay or nay. Um, but uh, some other characters will come back, and I already have them on board. And, um, can, you and tell, can you tell us who those are? It's uh, Jeff, uh, Bill, Pullman are on board. And, uh, and so um, it is for me, you know, like kind of also, there were uh, independence, as I said earlier, the, there is a whole other generation. You know, and I think there's so many great young actors out there these days. It's great to have like a, a next generation, you know, continue the fight. Thank you. Um, I've just got a question. It's a two-part question. Number one is, could you just talk about your trailer production process? You know, what sorts of things do you put in there? How does that go through? And the second bit was just, do you get involved in how your movies get marketed? Uh, I do. Um, uh, I think every director of... Uh, uh, gets involved in that, um, most of the time at least. Uh, even when you're a first-time director, uh, another important one, they always want to involve you because naturally you have to sell the film and you have to be happy what they're doing. Um, 
there's always a, a, a lot of discussions about it. I tend actually to a lot to work on my teaser trailers myself because I always like think a filmmaker has a little bit more the insight what his film really is. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, go see White House down this weekend. Buy your tickets on Fandango and uh, enjoy. Enjoy.